Hey guys, welcome to the Wild Weird. I'm here with my main squeeze, my wife Selena. How are you doing, babe? I'm doing good. So we just got back from getting our first real Christmas tree. We've had a fake one that we've used for the last couple of years, but this is our actually our actual first real live tree, which we did not cut down. We got it from a parking lot fundraiser uh, on the Hawthorne on Hawthorne in downtown Portland. I don't think I'd ever actually really want to go chop down my own tree. Not that I don't think that's romantic, like very Christmassy, very you know, go to a farm or whatever. Sounds like a lot of work. You have to I, chop I don't down think we're the type of people and drag it to your car. Yeah, I don't think we're the type of people for it. And I don't no. like. <laughs> do you have to bring like your own saw or like? You know, I don't know, but I'm assuming, right? You'd bring your own axe. Because I've heard people on like podcasts talk about getting their first tree, and like they've been handed like a rusty axe, like one that makes you work really hard to get the tree. <laughs> well, I'm sure that the people, who, if you have to provide one, they're not going to give you the best quality axes there. Yeah, and plus, doesn't it seem like it's kind of something that people do for like the sake of like s social media just to say like oh, i went to a farm Well, people have done it for much longer than social media i think well, it's course. more of just like the very much like um hallmark christmas tree feeling you know yeah. what I mean? like just like the traditional ideal christmas very much suburban yeah and we've never been like the, the traditional family when it comes to holidays no not really we kind of—it's not like we half-ass things, but like we both don't have the energy to like go. How do you say like fully invested in the like the most difficult way of doing something just for the sake of tradition? Like, I—I I was kind of skeptical this year because I—I knew you wanted to get a Christmas tree, and before you told me that we're actually just going to get it from a like a place in town, I was like, please don't, please don't. Make me go to the, I do not want to go to the mountain. I do not want to have to like walk like a quarter mile through some snow. With a Christmas tree and put it on our car and tie it. Like the guy today, when he said, do you want me to tie it? I was like, please, please, tie it. <laughs> please. I got, I got the straps. You do it. And I feel kind of bad because like when I handed him the money, he gave me the change back. I should have given him the change. It was yeah. like a tip because it was, it was for a fundraiser. Mm -hmm. So I felt like this could have either gone to the fundraiser, like all of it. But I took change back from a fundraiser and i felt horrible well they did charge you the price of the tree so and he didn't even measure it did he know what size the tree was i'm pretty sure that they have a visual way to tell that like did they just place it in certain spots of the I lot think, yeah. to be able to tell like that's what the like that's those, what those size tree have, goes like, the orange tags on it i wonder if they're in a certain part of the tree can tell. that's true they had like orange tags yellow tags they were like different colors remember there was a, different colors there was a yellow there was a oh, light, there was a light green, and there was an orange. So I and the, so they maybe only had the like oranges were the six to seven feet. Yeah, and they said they like the um people I didn't already know that was six to seven feet. No, that one should be like five feet, wasn't it? No, well, because they said it was like six to seven feet was like seventy five. Yeah. Plus, and that definitely wasn't seven feet. That's like maybe five and a half, six. Feet. I don't have to measure it, but I'm pretty sure that he wouldn't jip us. I think he just because it was already on the car. That he might just like, hey, that's how much it is, and well, it was already on the car, so yes, he could have just charged you whatever you wanted. I mean, you're so, not gonna take it off the car and be like, I'm not gonna pay. So I'd be like, one. bust out the tape measure, <laughs> go get that tape measure and measure this shit right now. But I'm me. very sure that they were perfectly honest about it. You know what? The thing too, though, like, what kind of fundraiser was it? Because there was no like nothing for a preschool. So... Yeah, but it was just like one solo twenty-five-year-old guy with a beard and a trailer. Yeah. With nobody else. With no no preschoolers were there. Well, preschoolers aren't they're gonna get a slave labor some children to it get could just be there, trees. Like, 
<laughs> well, I mean, they could be in preschool because it is a Tuesday. It is, yeah. So they could have been actually at school, like at That's school. Yeah, I this... think it is funny that they never mentioned what preschool it was. That's what I thought. I thought they would mention where it's going. Like, is it for all preschools? Like, whatever preschool. Oh, I'm pretty sure it's for a specific preschool. Yeah. Probably a private one. I can imagine public preschools. Funny. You okay over there? Yeah. So. But, but, um. Uh, uh, I know, dude. That food. Pancake was. So what did you what did you get when we went to uh the cafe? You got a pancake for lunch. It was like a coffee pancake, but it didn't really taste like coffee at all. It just tasted like a regular pancake with chocolate chips in it. Oh, okay. But it was really good. It's good. I haven't tried any um, of their pancake waffles, none of their breakfast stuff. Uh, they put what is um, there's like nuts, um, macadamia nuts. They slice it in there. I'm not like a huge fan of that. I mean, not that many places take the time to slice macadamia nuts and put them in there. Oh, I know, but I like macadamia nuts and like cookies and stuff. I just don't like the way that they slice it. They slice it like a toothpick, where they're like um really thin but like rectangular. Oh, okay. And so it just feels weird. That probably means they just chop. They have like a they have. Full macadamia nuts and they chop they them chop themselves. They chop them up, yeah. You could just mash them. You know what I, I mean? No, I like them. Um, I like them like a circled. Yeah. Kind of like you would for like a, like you would a cookie, when you get like white chocolate and macadamia nut cookies. Um, I think I'm gonna get that next time. I've never had pancakes or waffle. I've never had any of their breakfast stuff. They're pretty good. That uh, I got pancakes the first time I went there. Shout out Paradox Cafe, Hawthorne. Very good. They're they're really. We good. we've gone there. What, like three? We go there at least twice a month now, I feel like. At least every other week minimum or sometimes more. I would say once a week. Or yeah. once a month, I mean. Not once a week. Once a month. Yeah, because there was a period when we went a couple months without going, and then we went there with the kids, and we've been we going. Definitely, like, if we're going to go out and sit down and eat somewhere. Yeah. Like, like earlier on in the day. Earlier on in the day, yeah. I really like their place. It's all mm-hmm. vegan. Like, their whole menu is vegan. Mm-hmm. You can get wraps. Poutine, which is like burgers and fries, burgers, fries, typical cafe type foods, but it's really good, really, really good. Highly recommend it. And it's never really busy. So like there's people there and it's like mm-hmm. they're consistently people. There's consistent amounts of people there, but you don't really have to worry about like, ha- like not finding a seat or not having a place to sit. Like we've gone there with our kids and have always had a place to sit. Basically. It's gotten busier though, which is really good. I like that. I see that. Yeah. But uh, like for us, I feel like we're. You never see more than like three people there at a time. Like when we go it's mm-hmm. with the kids, and we're like the fullest family there. Well, I should well, say group of people because we you see couples and stuff sitting together. Well, I'd like, say it was the first time where when I went in there to pick it up, there was just like people were scattered. One person. There's no groups of anybody. It was oh, really? the place was covered with people, mm-hmm. but it was one person per table, like every table, and oh, okay. then a couple of people along like the bar. And the cool thing it's set up. It's set up like an old 1950s cafe, so like you could sit up around where they cook and serve the food. Kind of like in a circular bar style, kind of like on a stool, and it's, like a semi-circle. it's kind of like a space themed. Not really space themed, because they only have that one wall that's like yeah, a, like it, it's not like a themed restaurant. It's not like a. <laughs> it's not like um like an amusement park type thing. Yeah, but it definitely has like a spacey or wall art, and there's like this one wall that they've painted, kind of. I don't remember what it is. What is it? It's like blue and something. Yeah. Um, Suppose it's so it's more supernatural in a way, like space mixed with supernatural theme because it's Paradox Cafe, right? So like they yeah. they have random artwork. It's not like a planetary themed place. No. But highly recommend it. It's super good. It's very Portlandy. Yeah, and it's in a it's in a cool area where you don't have to like wait like that long to find a parking spot. Like every parking mm-hmm. decently easy to find. Mm-hmm. 
But I don't think we've ever gone there without being able to find a parking lot on Long Belmont. No, and no. yeah, no, I love that place, and it's weird because they they have the same amount of they have the same people that work there consistently, so you'll see familiar faces if you go back regularly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Like we don't really we haven't gone to another cafe. That's like the only cafe we go to. I would say. Because if you're looking at like Tove, yeah. shout out Tove, like we can't eat, we can't sit down there really. You can up on the upper levels, but I because of COVID, it a rest- cafe though. It's a it's like a coffee shop. It's a coffee bar. They call it Tove Coffee Bar, right? It's so it's a coffee, coffee bar. bar. Not a cafe because cafe serves food. Is yeah, I would right? consider like a cafe to serve breakfast food and like brunch food and like sandwiches and lunch food. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, but then there's is it Co Sisters? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's that, not a. That's my favorite place. That is. That's consi- It's the it's the one place I can go to, uh, food wise. That's just consistently good. It's like a, it's a Korean, sh- uh, uh, food cart. Yeah, uh, and uh, like that bibimbap is that what it's called with mm-hmm. the egg on top? That's so good. And if you guys haven't noticed already, we're we're pretty all over the place about like what types of food we eat because sometimes we eat vegan food just because we feel like eating vegan food. And then sometimes we don't give a shit. And yeah, well, we used to be vegan for like a really long time, three yep. years. We're not, we're not dedicated and vegans anymore. We're not dedicated vegans anymore. Although we do eat a lot of vegan food, so I would say we're like semi health conscious, right? Like I think we try our best to find a balance because we can eat healthy. We can go a couple days. I or... definitely think that I've eaten healthier, but um, you're struggling on like the desserts, though. The desserts, yeah, are I think so. Also, just like I, I need to start making my own lunches now because it's. First of all, it's so expensive, but also, um, man, that vending machine food is getting me fat. <laughs> yeah, you spend like 15 bucks a day on vending. I know, it's horrible. Are you getting like, what kind of food? Like snack bars? I'm getting like salads. I get like a salad and um, usually either I'll get a salad or a, a bowl of like the vegetables, like vegetables and ranch. They have that in a vending machine? Well, it's not really, it's like, it's called a market. It's like a, um, there's like a fridge and you get like stuff out of it. But is it like, it's locked? Like you can't access it? No. It's like, uh, it's like, like, okay, you know when you go to a hospital and they have their um, kitchen or their kitchen, their like cafe area. Oh, okay. You go in there and you pick what you want and then you go to the um, cashier and they check you out. Yeah, it's like that, except for there's an automated cashier. Like okay, because I vi- I was visibly like a thinking machine. like a vending machine that had salads. No, like, it doesn't cool. like it doesn't like drop it down for you. You have to grab it and scan it. Um, but yeah, I, I get those, and then I get um, I, the and that probably wouldn't be an issue except for the salads are like eight dollars, which is awful. That's a pretty common pro- unless you're getting like grocery store salads like you go to winco and you get like is, a three dollar salad are, like you can find those same brands at a grocery store for three dollars yeah they're just selling they're selling it to you because you're hungry and that's the it's only place you can get isolated it isolated area you can't go i mean you could but it's 30 minute break so you'd have to rush over to wherever store you're going to and then come back and eat for like 10 minutes yeah you know what i mean so it is kind of like it's kind of like going to an airport where it's just so inconvenient to go anywhere else they're gonna hike up the prices yeah no that's what i hate about places that do that because they know what they're doing it's just they, of course it's standard do. marketing right it's yeah. like we go to a place and we go to get food in portland like go to mississippi mm-hmm. like when we went there for our date night a couple of days ago yeah that burger is probably worth five dollars because every single thing is heatable like it's just tossed in a toaster and then handed to you and you pay 12 to 14 dollars for it mm-hmm. and then you're like well this is good because it's bar food i'm kind of dr- i'm i'm drunk and i'm gonna eat it so it tastes better than what it really is <laughs> but like and then they 
their drinks are cheaper. So that's what they you, they make a lot of money on drinks, and you're willing to spend a lot of money on drinks because mm-hmm. you can buy more of them for the price of cost. You can get like three drinks for the price of cost to get a burger and fry at mm-hmm. that place. But I kind of regret not seeing that show though, because I mean, I even looked up some of the guy's music, and he did. When was the show supposed to be? It was it was the same night. I well I know that, but I'm saying oh that... uh, this this guy named Tony Furtado. So I guess he's been around for a while. And like in the early '90s, he did a um a song with Allison Krauss, who I guess is a pretty well known female musician from the '90s. Kind of like it's kind I guess how do they they described him as a singer songwriter banjo ukulele player, right? So like he he's very he's a very good instrumentalist and a good singer. He reminded me of uh. Simon and Garfunkel a little bit, like he reminded more of Paul Simon. It's that kind of thing. But okay. um, I guess it was an album release party. So there's a part of me that felt like, do I want to be the guy that shows up to a show slash album release party, not knowing anything about this guy's music? Like, how, how, I don't know how that's. I mean, I don't think taken in care, but also like. Well, you just can't conversate with anybody about anything. They're you like can't, the no. people that are going to go to that kind of show. I feel are people that are going to be like dedicated fans. Or I've known him for a while. So when you're around those people, they go to the bar and everybody's talking. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard to contribute to the conversation because I don't know anything about this guy's music. Yeah. So I was like, eh. and like, there's not a lot going on right now. Like I looked farther ahead on the like schedules of shows that are going on at Doug Fern Lounge, Crystal Ballroom, Rosen Theater. And it seemed like the stretch between late November and early December, there's not a lot. But then like mid-December to January. Like hmm. the New Year's, there's gonna be a lot more shit to do. So yeah. I'm hoping that we can go to like a place at the Doug for. That sounds fun. From like somebody that I think you'd enjoy. Yeah. Like I wanted to take you to Joy Formidable, uh, but they postponed it, and they didn't say any reason why. I, I'm oh. thinking maybe COVID reasons. Maybe. Right. Probably. But um, I th- I was like that that would have been a really cool show, and a lot of the shows that go at the Crystal Ballroom, um, at that you know McMinimins up on mm-hmm. Bur- like Burnside in downtown Portland. Like, a lot of younger kids go to that. Like, it's a lot of bands. Like, I can't pronounce their name. It's this... Like, younger kids, like teenagers? Teenagers, late teens, like, probably 20 latest. Like, mm-hmm. there was this group called the Black Star Kids, which I think younger kids listen to. Um, this this Asian girl, her name is Bita Bada Boo or Bita Boo. Like, it's a really long name I can't pronounce. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, she was, I think, the headliner for that show. And I was like, yeah, probably we'd be the oldest people there. I feel like. <laughs> so I was like, this is probably not going to be a good look. We just show up to this. We're like, we're huge fans. <laughs> no idea who you are. But um, I really liked it the last time we went to the Doug Fur. And we didn't know. That was we the one even... with like those random bands that we didn't even yeah, know who they were. I really liked that one like gothic electronic band. Yeah. That the thing really is, though, nice. like, that's why I love about going to those local shows. Like, because they're, they're putting on a show. They're trying yeah. hard. They're not going up there like... It's your guys' honor to watch us perform. Yeah. Some artists have that ego kind of, you can yeah. sense, like, I'm going to do a couple songs and I'm out, even though you just paid 40 bucks to see me. Where, like, those artists put on a show. They're, mm-hmm. like, they're dancing, they're performing, they're high energy, like, they're, they got light shows. And, like, it just seems like there's a lot of effort. They're trying. I wish I had gotten the name of those bands. I don't remember any of their names. I don't remember their names, but I really liked them. I wonder I, if I can go in the Wayback Machine or something. And you might, them. but wasn't that, like, three years ago? That was, it like, was. when Lee was little. Yeah. I don't know. If there was like ago. a band, like any band that was coming to town and you wanted to see them, what would it be? Because I mean, your birthday is coming up in like a month and a half. Yeah, it is. I don't know if I want to go to a band for my birthday though. But no, um, we don't have to I'm on your birthday, think, but we can do it as like um, a. If I were to go to one, 
older or current, like a band that doesn't tour that often, but like you would like to see that anybody. I don't know, honestly. Um, I'm trying to think of bands. Could you have a gone to like a concert from like a band that you like? Like, no. <laughs> the only concert I've ever gone to was a uh, um, uh, Super Chick concert. From, oh in, yeah, like, you're talking a, about that. Um, Are they Christian it, rock? It was a Christian rock like. A ton of other Christian rock bands also were performing. I feel like there's a lot of potential. Super Chick with... was like the the headliner or whatever you call it. It was fun. I liked it. Um, there's a lot of potential with that name. Like Super Chick could have been like a cool mm. all girl punk rock band, but, but it's an all girl Christian, Christian rock, band. rock band. Yeah, <laughs> does it feel like it could be like it could be like Chicks for Jesus or something like? I think they didn't want something quite on the nose. <laughs> Super Chick's a clever name though. Like mm-hmm. I could see but that. I think. Uh, you know, they don't just do songs about being a Christian. You know what of I mean? Like not. they have other songs that are I feel like um, once you reach a certain level like of fame, mm-hmm. especially if you're a Christian rock band, like what's a Christian rock band that became pretty big? Um Oh god, you know what I'm talking about. They're from like the late nineties. What's the with with arms wide open, that one guy? Creed. Creed is a Christian. They started rock off as a Christian band? rock band, yeah. And then wow, I think I didn't know that. Like if you listen to their lyrics, it kind of makes sense. But like I think once you reach a certain level of fame, you get a little bit more general. You know, it's not all about God. I, I think you do, but also like if all your branding is Christian rock brand, brand, band, like sound, right? I think you sound generic, and yeah. I don't think that that's what they were trying to go for. Like I think you just don't have to cuss, has right? Has actually a pretty unique sound. You know, they're they have. Um, I'm not saying that they're like. If I were to think of like the most um like unique sound from the Christian rock era would be Flyleaf. Um They were a Christian rock? Mm-hmm. I just thought they were like just goth like a goth rock band or something. No, they're Christian rock. Oh. But um or at least some of their songs are. Like I said, they have a really like unique sound and they like to you know, that's not all they talk about is being a Christian. Well, yeah, but I think there's like I've only heard one song from them and doesn't sound very Christian. It's very like sound. It's pretty like heavy. No, I want to be. I want to say heavy metal. But it was definitely sound aggressive. It didn't sound happy like what you'd expect from a Christian rock band. But I know, and I, that's what kind of I like about them is that they're not. Um, like I still listen to them today. Really, some of their songs. Yeah, not all of them, but some of their songs. Yeah, I can see that. I really like Justice and Mercy. That's a really good one. Um, and I think uh, All Around Me is probably the most famous one of them. Uh huh. Um. I don't listen to that one anymore, though, because I got kind of sick of hearing it. It's weird because I feel like it's so much like beyond your... Because I was in middle school mm-hmm. when I think that I saw a music video from them on MTV, mm-hmm. like uh, on MTV2 when they showed like rock, vid- like alternative rock videos. Mm-hmm. And so you must have been like elementary school. That's not when I discovered them. I was in middle school when I discovered them. Okay. But I'm, I'm trying to think, too. Like, So they might still be touring. Maybe you can go. we can go see a Flyleaf show if they no, are touring around. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't want to. The thing about going to shows is that um, I always think about the experience versus the money that I'm spending. So, you know, if it's like 40 bucks to go see someone um, do a concert or whatever. Okay, that's good. That's like about the same I pay for going out to eat or whatever. But to pay like $160 a ticket to go see someone for 90 minutes. But you also got to think though, right? Because it's a like if you're going to obviously if you're spending a hundred plus dollars on a ticket, you're 
you're going to see a probably you're going to see them in a, a stadium or an arena mm-hmm. amphitheater and then they're probably going to have other artists opening up for them that are yeah. well known like well known but obviously they're they're not headlining the show or mm-hmm. they're co-headlining but like so you're seeing multiple artists mm-hmm. right so that, i mean you kind of are getting that 40 dollars an artist kind of thing but um yeah i get what you're saying like i i would now since i'm older and i i, I, guess, I have other things um, i want to spend money on yeah. it's hard to validate it i think the only band maybe i would do that for is like either green day or my chemical romance and my chemical i would say romance green, i would say green day's worth it my chemical romance romance is 60 my bucks tops romance is my favorite band like if i could go back if i had to cancel out oh it's paul simon if I could have a Paul Simon concert, I'd probably... Paul Simon actually might but be affordable. So Hold on. I think Paul Simon would be affordable because mm-hmm. he's not going to do like... I feel I feel like he'd do like the like the, the Portland Theater or what's that one called? The, the Arlene Schnitzer Concert Hall. Like the, he's doing more of a bigger theater type mm-hmm. production. He's not going to be at the Moda Center. I don't think that fits because it's going to be... It has to be more of like an intimate know, he's, setting, he's right? He's done really big like amphitheaters and stuff. I can say amphitheaters. Something I that mean, you're, like he's he surrounded by stuff. Out, you know? Have you seen like when they uh, Garfunkel and him toured again? They were like super old. I don't think they're doing it anymore. But um, they were selling out huge arenas. Yeah, but I feel like when he's with Garfunkel, he has like a larger band, right? Where like if it's just mm-hmm. him, I feel like it would be him playing his guitar. Band. He's got a drummer. He's got like a small stationary band. Yeah. But like I feel like it'd be just... Be more of an intimate experience. It's like if I, it's like if I was gonna go see Adele, I would, I would prefer to see her in a theater. But I where, don't think that they would do that. I mean, you'd be paying so much because there's so much competition. You know what I mean? Yeah, but if you can fill a theater up, you gotta you think can, you got a lot of people in a small up, area and, and it's intimate. Fill up the Moda Center. It's like if we're gonna go see Mark Maron perform, he does a theater because he likes being surrounded on Paul the stage. Paul Simon is way more famous than Mark. No, Maron. no, that's not what I'm saying. Okay, I'm what saying, are you saying then? Look, well, if you let me talk, I can it. say it. I'm asking. But what I'm saying is, it's like. It's the type of artist you are. If like you're, if you're gonna talk or you're gonna mm-hmm. play a, like an acoustic guitar, mm-hmm. it's got to be more of an intimate experience. You can't really get an intimate experience in the really Moda Center. Cool to see. Like I think it would be um, like I wouldn't like want to really see nice Adele at the Moda Center. I'd rather see her at like, like a theater. Sit down and watch Paul Paul Simon and even Simon and Garfunkel. That'd be yeah. really nice. That's, I think you'd like the shows at like the Rosen Theater because they have two setups. They have a smaller stage that's for mm-hmm. like you're standing up it's not it's just a small local artist venue a lot of rap, i've been to most of the shows i've seen down there at the roseland on the first level were all rap shows from like mm-hmm. not so well-known rappers where you can fit like 50 to 100 people maybe mm-hmm. and then you go up to the you go into the theater room and they have a balcony level which has a bar that's where everybody 21 and over sits and then you have the lower floor which you could choose to sit on either or it's like a first come first serve basis i think and that's nice because it's just like you're over them. You have a good view even in the worst seat. Mm-hmm. So it's like a great show no matter what. And everybody feels close and involved. Mm-hmm. Like you're not you're not like in the back of the Moda Center like looking at the artist on the, the TV monitor because they're too like small to actually see what they're doing yeah. or be entertained by what they're you doing. You know, I do like um, – I like going to small shows even if I don't know what, who the artist is. I just like kind of being in more intimate. Well, that's why I like Doug Fur because I could just it's so mm-hmm. you get to sit down, be comfortable with a drink, and just watch them. And if you want to get up and dance, and it's like a really nice environment. Like yeah, it's dark and there's like cedar wood all around you, and I don't know if it's actually cedar wood. It's probably Doug Fur, but <laughs> I think it's kind of go for the fur, right? <laughs> but um, anyways, it you know you can sit or you can stand up and watch the show because I know like a couple of people did go and and dance. In this. I think they're really high. <laughs> I know they, they look like it. I when don't you're know. D- when you're so 
solo dancing up there and your motions aren't making sense and your eyes are rolling back. I think you're 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 on the verge. But I mean, they're having they're having a blast. Like I've always wanted to do that. Have you ever like I've never been to a movie theater by myself. I've always wanted to just go by myself, like middle of the day and watch a movie. Right. Mm. For one, definitely don't have the time to do it. Like I can't yeah. abandon our children <laughs> and be like, "Let's well, go see a movie." Bye. But like. I've always wanted to do that, and I've always just like wanted to go to a concert or any venue just by myself. Yeah, like just to see what it's like. Like I would prefer to go with you, but like there are some times where I just be like, hmm, I wonder what it would be like. I think the curiosity of what the experience would be like being by yourself at those kind of things. You know well, what I, I mean? That that'd be interesting. It's like um, I like to go to coffee shops by myself and just like grab a drink and sit down and read my book or whatever it's, yeah it's kind of just like meditative it is it's kind of like you get to enjoy the public experience of an event mm-hmm. but with the illusion that nobody can see you and you're by yourself mm-hmm. right so that's why i like about the duck for lounge it's like and they like when we went to that last show we actually i think took some like we sat in that table right up front in the far right corner mm-hmm. which in theory makes sense for the people that are with the band to sit there because i remember people were eyeing us that were like either performing or came there to watch one of the bands. And I think they were mad that we sat there because they were like, well, then they should put a sign up. Yeah. Well, I didn't have, a, I had no reserved anything. Yeah. It was nobody was sitting there. People sitting in the, the table next to us behind us. So, but I mean like we were literally the first seat up front and I think people kind of, people can't assume that people know that. Yeah. I think they're just, maybe they were just bummed that, that we caught the seat up. before they did. Yeah. But like, like in the back but it was fun sitting there because we got to see the band members go in and out of that like hallway going yeah and we're like right next to the speakers Mm -hmm. and you you kind of you could feel like their movement on the stage and Mm -hmm. the instruments a lot more just the vibration of the sound was like you felt a little bit more wrapped up in but um but then you know they got those like long lounge chairs in the back where basically are just long padded benches mm-hmm. where you could sit and with your t- you have a table you got your drink you got you can come with like five or more people and uh i would like to try that too or you could stand up by the bar and watch it mm-hmm. you know so that's really cool i've just never actually have did we ever we never sat at the actual or hung out at the actual bar because we've always straight gone to like the venues like where the stage is and that area we i've never there's a completely like different section to no we didn't go into where the bar or the lounge was yeah we just went downstairs to the. did we ever go to the living room theater that's right across from pal's bookstore you always say that we want to but we haven't yet i want to too because i've been there before Mm -hmm. but it was like strictly into the 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 living room theater i never ate their food or sat in the restaurant area Mm -hmm. and by the bar i really want to try that but we'll have to go see a show so that's the nice thing about portland is that you can live here for 10 years and be like, keep going to, well, we, you know, we don't go to a variety of places, but like, we try to, though. There's always a place to go that you haven't gone to or experienced the full thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can never, well, you never really get bored. City and that's kind of why I like living in big cities is that it's a new experience if I want it to be. Yeah. Can't get, the, you can't get this experience in Oklahoma. <laughs> there might be one place, maybe like Oklahoma City. I'm not I'm not speaking for the entire state of Oklahoma, but like if I want to get a vegan cheeseburger, I know I can get one. Mm-hmm. I can get I can have options actually. Mm-hmm. I can pick between one or three places. If I want Korean food, I can get Korean food. If I want Hawaiian barbecue, I, if I want to go like deep in the cuts and get Ethiopian food, I can get Ethiopian food. There's options. Mm-hmm. And once you have the options, you don't want to give them up. 
Like I don't, I don't want to sacrifice everything that's readily available to me so I can go live out in the country and hunt wild boar for my food. No, thank you. No, don't want to do that. I don't want to. That's just us though. And like, not, I'm not like hating on people or insulting people that prefer that because that's what they want. It's just not what we want. Like we really like the city and I just can't imagine me and you kind of like not living in the city like i i, I want well, and plus to me I, it's like what would be the point if we're gonna go hang out in the city every weekend anyway yeah and don't you feel like it, i feel like it's good for our kids too not saying like living in the country because there's benefits to that for kids but like i feel like our kids are gonna grow up being exposed to a lot of culture like yeah that's true like and ethnic culture diversity of, of people yeah diversity hey guys this is greg just giving you a friendly reminder to follow us on instagram at the wild weird at YouTube, at The Wild Weird. Basically every single social media site, The Wild Weird. Really appreciate everybody who's liked and subscribed so far. To everybody new, hit that ring notification button and you'll get notified as soon as new episodes come out. Thank you. It is. Well, I mean, like we it's not like we're letting our kids loose by themselves. No. Probably want to be the safest place for children if you let them roam. Well, but like... They'd surely get hit by cars. Yeah, and I mean... No I, self-preservation. I, like, I, I get the rational... Like, hey, you know, don't let your kids wander downtown Portland at midnight, right? But we've taken our kids with us every weekend Mm -hmm. to places. Never once have we been harassed. Mm -hmm. I think it's how we interact with people. I think people get... The local people can sense when others are uncomfortable, right? So if you walk into a city, it's like that saying, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. If you go to a city that you're not comfortable with, Everybody around you is going to pick up on that vibe. They're going to sense yeah. your fear. I think people are very good at understanding. But also, I think that some of it is just in the head of the person. Like, Yeah, it's not really happening. If you perceive something as threatening, you're going to see actions that maybe aren't threatening as threatening. You know what I mean? Like, if you see a homeless person in the hall, in the, in the alleyway or whatever, you might see that as threatening, whereas someone else might just be like, that's normal, that's just where they... You're not even going to acknowledge it. You see it mm-hmm. and... You see it and you're like, oh, it, that's what it is. We know that there's homeless people all over Portland. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not going to, every time I see a homeless person, be like, there's another homeless person. It's like, yeah, there's homeless people. Mm-hmm. Like, if I spend my entire time that I'm with my family going shopping or going to get food or going to see, like, going to a show or getting some food with you, like, it's taking away from that. Mm-hmm. Our minds just aren't focused on it, you know? And I think people just spend too much time looking at the negative instead of trying to look at like the beauty and the positive, the positive side of Portland. Yeah. And because it's funny when there are people that live in Vancouver and be like, Portland's a trash barrel. And you're like, if you not see, it's the same thing. Vancouver is <laughs> the same place. It is. It it's is literally just a, a separation. It's a smaller Portland. Or you could even say that it's connected to Portland. I mean, the only thing that's, it's just a river that like go to downtown portland every bar there you could see in portland like it's like it's the same kind of atmosphere except what the one thing that vancouver has it's got a balance between that suburbia and more of a country because like people who live in vancouver have either lived on the opposite side of vancouver traveled to the opposite side of vancouver gone up to battleground and farther north Right, so people, yeah. there's more of a balance but between I feel like country. You could say that about Portland, it's just bigger. So. You can, because you could say like, oh, I'll go to Gresham, mm-hmm. go east to, or is it, yeah, go east to Gresham, Troutdale, Wood Village, on that side of town, 
and go to like the, you know the Columbia Gorge and same thing. Mm-hmm. It's just bigger. It's just bigger. Portland is just bigger. There's just it's just a bigger place. And honestly, Vancouver is becoming bigger, and it'll probably start. Sw- I mean, it's already starting to. It's expanding. Yeah. It's going to start swallowing up all of the the small cities around us. Yeah. Just like it did Portland did with the you know Gresham and um, Milwaukee and all that that. Exactly. So it's like it's. Not any different. It's just a judgment. You're just like, you're judging something that you're just not involved in. Like, or you're just like, well, I don't like that. So it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm just glad I married somebody who I can enjoy those things with. <laughs> that like when I say, hey, you want to go do this? Or you ask me if I want to go do this. We're like, sure. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I it's think fun. that it's good to be down for an adventure. Yeah. And I think that's like what keeps us going back. It's because you can always find something new to do. You can always find a new place you haven't gone to, a different type of food. Mm-hmm. There's variety. You don't get variety in many places. Like the only places I think you can get are, you know, cities have variety. So if you go to Seattle, you're going to get variety. Mm-hmm. You go to LA, you're going to get variety. San Francisco, I don't know, because all I hear about is like how bad well, the drug and homeless problem is, but it's the same thing. People live there I'm very like two sure generations. That, you know, San Francisco, it's a big city. You have variety. Um, and yeah, we hear here about how bad the port the the Portland homeless people are. Yeah, and they're probably hearing I'm sure about. I'm it is bad. You know what? I went to um, I used to vacation. I didn't say vacation. I used to spend like a week in the summer in uh, Los Angeles and in San Diego. When you go to the beaches there, there are like homeless bums or whatever you want to mm. call them on the beach. Yeah, when they're like lined up, like I was going. Can you blame them though? Because it's actually nice and hot. You know. Oh, yeah. Well, that, I mean, just like you see ours and alleyways and stuff is because that's where the, you know, the it's where the garbage the, food is well, and the drugs. The is, but also that's, that's where, where everybody like the, puts over the, the leftover pizza. It's like the rain and, and wind and stuff. Yeah. And um, you could say that, you know, uh, out on the beaches, first of all, how relaxing. If Even if you are homeless, you're out in the beach and it's nice and you're getting the sun and um, food. Yeah. <laughs> garbage food if you will um but yeah you go down there i mean hey it's perfectly good food okay if they just if they don't eat half the pizza (laughs) or if a place throws out stuff they can't sell anymore does make it bad if you're in their position you need i'd eat leftover pizza oh well definitely um but we should uh, test out that theory put like a box of food on our trash bin like on mondays and then see if people eat it Mm. i'm sure somebody would take it someone will Somebody high walking by our house is going to grab a slice. And put like a tip jar out there. Like A tip jar? No, they take the tips. Please? Yeah. <laughs> Unless we're like standing next to the trash can. <laughs> and we look insane standing next to a trash can, like handing out pizza and ex- accepting tips <laughs> to go buy more pizza. But I don't know. Like, I, I really want to go to LA. With that's one. That's the next place we need to go. Like, to just to, to see what it's like. Either that. You've been to New York. You were there a couple of years ago mm-hmm. with your mom. And like, nice. we go to Seattle like once I would a like year. To go to New York. I mean, to New York, um, LA in the summer. I know it gets really hot there, but the beaches are really nice. At that yeah. It also is the most expensive time, so you might want to go a little bit later. That's but. true. But, I mean, I I really want to go just to check out like the comedy store. I wish I would have gone like prior to COVID when. Like a lot of people were didn't move or go to Nashville mm-hmm. or Texas or like another like state, but I would like to go there. Mm-hmm. New York for sure. I could do Texas. I just like to see what Texas is like. But Texas is Texas. huge. Texas is huge. So I'd could, rather go to Arizona. 
I'd like to go to Arizona, but that's like this is a hotter version of California. No, it isn't. It's just like it's, it's a desert. Different. It's a different desert though. Yeah. If I remember right, one's Mojave and one's the Sahara. I'd like to go to Phoenix. Or no, Sahara Desert. I think is Africa. I don't remember, but there are different deserts. Maybe like Phoenix. Phoenix. I don't know. Phoenix what's a, is really What's nice. another big city in in Arizona? Because Phoenix uh, only went positive. There's Phoenix and there's Tucson. Tucson. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's another one. I feel like there is, and people who live in Arizona are probably going to be like, "How dare you?" Stupid. I lived there for like five years. I don't remember. Um. Yeah, it's nice there. We can go. I mean, it's man. It's you have yet you have yet to go to Tulare, where my family lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not missing out. I mean, <laughs> great people, not that fun of an area. Everything. It's like I, you know, it's just once you go to some cities, things are just there's shopping malls yeah. and every chain restaurant. There's a Panda Express. Everybody eats at. Mm-hmm. There's a mall. There's a Target, and then there's a shopping center with every imaginable. Like, there's always going to be a sunglass hut and <laughs> a sunglass hut, a Levi store, mm-hmm. a Zoomies, and a Vans. Those mm-hmm. are always going to be in every hot small, topic. Like, hot topic <laughs> in every town, and they'll have a movie theater mm-hmm. next to it, you know. And but the th- it's really nice. It's a weird. It's weird because when you go there, you, you do get the vibe like the small town feel that everybody knows each other because mm-hmm. they do. Like you can you could. Go to the store and you're guaranteed to run into somebody that you you know or you're friends with. Yeah, yeah. Everybody knows what each other's doing, like, throughout the day. You can be like, oh, yeah, they're doing that today and they're doing this. Like, everybody's interlocked. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much it is now because everybody's older, like all my cousins. Like, they're all, you know, busy with work and they have lives. They have kids now. And But they all s- still go out together and still hang yeah, out. So yeah. it's, a, it's a very tight-knit community. Mm-hmm. And I really want you to experience that. I just don't like how the town smells. Don't hate on me, guys. Don't like. Don't hate me. But the town smells like cow shit. And <laughs> I don't think it's ever going to go away. I think they can Well, get... it is a dairy town, right? Yeah, it is. That's and like I feel the, like it's the, not businesses. as much because the dairy industry is kind of decimated a little bit. Yeah. So it's not as big. As, it's still there, I believe, still but not as cow big. Shit, though. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure once you remove the cows, it's still going to smell like cow shit. <laughs> Like it's it's stuck in the ground. Uh-huh. Like it's like a, a cow shit bomb went off, and then it's gonna be stuck in the soil for like a hundred years. It's like Chernobyl, <laughs> you know. But I I want I want to go th- do that. There's just so much. I, and mm-hmm. honestly, I have a lot more interest in going to like another country now. I really really want to go to like South Korea or Japan or Thailand. Yeah, I want to go to an Asian country. Right like, now, yeah, I do want to eventually go to. As many countries as I can. Of course. Um, and Europe is a big on. one, but I feel like I could wait on Europe. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Europe, I know, is historically beautiful. France, Spain, Eastern Europe, Germany. They're all beautiful more places. I just excitement about going to... Even, I would rather go to Ireland and Scotland before I go to, like, England. You know, yeah. like, I've, I've heard Ireland and Scotland, the people are just super nice. Like, mm. they're, they're the most down to earth. Like, nobody, yeah. nobody's that's got... Like, Grant's told me, about when he went there and he said people are great never a negative thing they're just uniquely themselves mm-hmm. like you know so i think i would like to go um i would like like glasgow and uh, Gla- glasgow glasgow i think it's glasgow glasgow it doesn't glass glasgow doesn't know, sound right up, <laughs> glasgow is it gla- it's not glasgow no it's not glasgow Gla- try to say it with like a scottish or irish accent. i can't glasgow glasgow <laughs> no oh my accent. god i sound <laughs> I'm like Glasgow. I sound like German. Like speckles of Glasgow. Like Germany. I think that'd be really cool. Germany. Uh, it's J- Jeremiah lived mm-hmm. in Germany and Grant's been to Germany. And they really like it. Yeah. You get it like it's very old. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of like you know still cultural significant. Like there's still a lot of 
everywhere you walk, there's recognition of all the horrible shit that happened in World War Two. Mm-hmm. You know, but beautiful place. Like, like they've they I don't think they've ever said anything negative, but they, they say the they never compliment the women. Though I'm just saying I don't know about German women, but neither of them were like the women are great. Did it? <laughs> Wait, no, take the back. <laughs> My friend Grant met his wife, <laughs> so she was cool. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're awful. <laughs> well, there was one good one apparently. I would like to go to Finland Shout out or, Vanessa. or Sweden too. Um, that's just for my own cultural heritage. I think it'd be fun to go there. Oh, for sure. Not because I'm actually really that interested in it. Just because I, I would like to see you know where my cultural heritage comes from. And um, all I hear oh, I is think... there's beautiful people everywhere. There's it's like it's they're that common there. Like a yeah. woman working at a newspaper stand is could be a model here in the United States. Like, they're just that beautiful. That's what I've heard about Sweden. Yeah. I mean, I think when people talk about that area, they talk about Scandinavia in general. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know much about Finland. Like, I know Helsinki's in New... That's the capital of Finland? Helsinki, Finland? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, I, I really don't know much about it. People don't really talk about that that much. I'd like to go there. Would you prefer to go to Finland or go to Sweden? Finland. I'm down to go to Finland. I mean, there's probably not a lot... I don't... Right now, they probably got some code restrictions, though, right? I mean, they're like... I'm thinking because um, Sweden was the country that didn't have any lockdowns whatsoever. Yeah, like, they, they had did. certain precautions, but they didn't have a lockdown. They handled it pretty country. cautiously, but not over the like overly they aggressive. They did get hit the worst of any of the Scandinavians, though. Whereas the rest of the Scandinavian countries, like Dana- uh, Danish, uh, the Netherlands, and Finland, and What's the one on the bottom? Norway. They all yeah. shut down for however long it was. But they are, uh, are they landlocked countries? No, they're on a pen, pen, peninsula. Oh, okay. They're right next to, so like, I know no one can see this, but this is Russia. And then right here is Finland. And then right here is Sweden. Right here is Norway. And then oh, Dane, okay. Dane. I always I'll, say Danish because they speak Danish. For some reason in my head, I'm putting, I'm putting them like here. right next, like in like Dutchland, like right above England no, near Scotland. No. And, okay, <laughs> they're for, like, uh, uh, they're like next to, so the uh, Norway is like right here. And then you go across like the, I don't know if it's the English Channel or what it is, straight or whatever it is, but you have to go across and then England and Scotland and all of that is like right here. Oh, okay. And then Greenland somewhere in the fuck over here. Okay. But so first one on our list, Korea. Like I'm totally down to make mm-hmm. Korea our first international adventure. Oh yeah, that'd be so much fun. Yeah. South Korea, not North Korea. North Korea is bad. I mean South I'm Korea not about good. to get murdered, so No. We like uh, K pop. We support everything <laughs> South Korea. Shout out South Korea. BTS are cool. Don't hate me. Don't none of your people come attack me. I like you all. Uh North Korea. North Korea is pretty close to Russia. It borders Russia mm-hmm. because Russia, that's kind of like what happened to that country is that Russia stopped giving them things. Mm-hmm. Like they stopped sharing materials and trading and then North Korea isolated themselves and that's when their suffrage of people happened. Yeah. When From Russia decided to separate anyways, themselves. I, I don't remember exactly, but I think, yeah, they had like a, some kind of deal with Russia and then... Um, Russia's decided not to do it anymore. I think it was in like the 70s. No, I think it stopped in the 90s. Yeah, I think like North Korea was not that horrible of a place. I heard until like the eighties. Well, only because they had subsidized. It wasn't a great. Place. You got to think they've only been shitty for what like two generations of Kim Jong Un people. Like, well, they, they were in like a civil war. Yeah. Before that, so like, it wasn't that. It's great. literally they, um, they Kim Jong Un like, and his father really or like the bad drought or not a really yeah a really oh. bad drought and then they. Um, it might be it might be the seventies because what I'm thinking is I think it's Kim Jong Un, his dad, and his grandfather mm-hmm. were like the downfall 
of North Korea. I don't know if that was the downfall. But we're not a I history podcast. We have no idea what we're talking yeah. about. We're just saying North Korea has been bad for a while. All right. It's been bad. South Korea, you're I cool. I don't exactly remember all of it. Because I know that before, when, when North Korea and South Korea were together, they had some sort of monarchy. And then uh, Korea. South Korea wanted to um, become capitalists or something like that. There was some kind of revolution. And then they split apart civil war because and then the north korea continued with their monarchy and south korea did not really shows you imagine like when one country's like no i i think we got it right and then you become north korea and then you didn't get it right yeah and it well, sucks for those people denial, so. well it sucks for those people because those people <laughs> were probably does. like for for the most part i know a lot of them you know when you're conditioned Mm-hmm. to believe a certain thing yeah. you don't really realize like there's probably a lot of people that don't realize how bad they got it because that's all they know when you grow up in mm-hmm. that that's that world is I all you know i don't think that talking like listen listening to survivors right not i don't ever talk to one but like say listening online to so like survivors of north korea a lot of them say like a lot of people know how bad it is they just don't know how to escape they don't yeah. know any other life besides this and that's scary to escape when I mean, you of would course. have no livelihood you're like if i was have, to leave what am i gonna do now you have the idea that if you leave and not know your family leaves or however that works your family they, can go to like concentration camps probably gonna die They're, well i think they go to hard labor camps. they go to hard labor but that's pretty but you're going to hard labor to die. to die you're gonna die and, in that prison um, and if you get caught it's even worse for you like if you got caught in china or in you know crossing the you border disappear. or whatever it, it can be really bad. Which for means you. I mean, they torture you really concept. badly, mm-hmm. and then you die. And the worst part is nobody will ever know how or why you like. You're just gone. You vanish. I mean, like even people who've defected to South Korea and Americas, and, and I think Japan and stuff like that too. We have like, um, what are they called? Uh, sanctuary laws or whatever. Mm-hmm. It is, I remember. I don't think they, that's what it's called, but um, uh, they still are in danger. You know what yeah. I mean? Like if there is a that's what happens in these communist countries mm-hmm. where like if you leave they actively if you I ever was go back a documentary on a um, North Korean defected South Korean who is doing art like anti North Korean art and he had to keep his identity secret like he yeah didn't tell people who his what his actual name was he didn't even show his face um. I think he showed his face in his galleries, but not on TV or anything like that when talking to reporters. And, and this person is currently in the United States. No, he's in South Korea. Oh man, he's even closer. So yeah. like that, you're but you're a lot catchable. But defectors go to South Korea because that's actually like people have connections. I mean, you have to think. That's like leaving. It's like um, this, like our own civil war. There's a lot of people who had families on both sides. A lot of people in South Korea or in North Korea have family in South Korea. But that's like going to like, like, committing a law or committing a crime in the United States and moving to Canada. Like, yeah, it is. <laughs> you're just like, you're going to get, they can come get you. Like, well, they're in a civil war. So if they cross the border, it's not great. But I'm yeah. sure they do have ways. But that's like, you. it's like the, um, the NBA player and his canter, right? Mm-hmm. Like, said something, he's from Turkey, mm-hmm. said something bad about Turkey. They took his parents or took his dad and imprisoned him for a little bit. I think his dad's out now. Mm-hmm. But he just became a U.S. citizen like two days ago, mm-hmm. like two or three days ago. And he changed his, his name is Anis Cantor Freedom. Well, that's a little long. The nose. This is how much we don't appreciate freedom when people who finally get freedom are willing I mean, to change yeah, their last name for we, it. You know, that's the dedication. This should have taken that guy so long. A man who's willing to change his last name to freedom deserves <laughs> it. Give him the freedom. He gave you he gave you his name. Yeah. Like, man, good for him. I know. It's kind of crazy. I mean, just thinking about 
how little really we deal with as Americans, or how much we, or how much we know. Like that's like we when people come from these countries and move mm-hmm. to the United States, they have a completely different view of freedom because they are coming from literally where they have none. Mm-hmm. It's taken from them. And then if they say any negative, we can criticize our government, talk mm-hmm. shit about our government as much as we want. There's nothing they can do. Or just state it. Our name's not going to... We could talk yeah. shit right now and say this country sucks, but then nobody's going to put us no on a... No one's going to put us on... A watch list or, or anything. We're not going to... Or, we're not gonna or be fu- shut, da- shut this down like they do yeah. in Russia or whatever, I'm not, you know? We're not going to lose our jobs mm-hmm. for the most part. Like, there are people that say a lot, say a lot more shit and then... Something but not happens. against the government. Like you have to. You have to say about like your employer. Socially, you have to be racist or sexist. Yeah, or yeah. You have like to that. say a lot. I would say p- more sexist and racist. Yeah. If you're if you say some of that stuff publicly and a lot mm-hmm. of people see it, like if you have no friends and you say something racist, nobody's gonna fucking know. But if you're a public figure and you say something racist, mm-hmm. your career is over. Like that, how it should be. But like they could like the people that leave these countries come to the United States and they see what we got. Like, they don't understand why we don't appreciate it or why people, like, don't celebrate the freedoms that we have in this country. Like, we could sit here and talk on a podcast and say whatever we want, Mm -hmm. however we want to say it. And either people are going to listen or they don't. Or, uh, and because we're, I would say, decently smart individuals we're not and not racist or sexist, we don't have much to worry about because that's not who we are. Mm -hmm. We don't have to hide anything. So we have a... Our freedom is pretty exponential, like, and we should not take it lightly because mm-hmm. it, it can be gone anytime. Tiny little freedoms. It, they could take something away. And fortunately, people don't like that. And they riot or they protest and we make change. Yeah. But I mean, that's the hope. That's the hope, right? But we should be very thankful for our freedom. And the title of this episode is going to be Freedom America. <laughs> <laughs> but see normally at the end of the podcast i usually tell my guests like thank you for coming on but this guest i actually live with and is going to be around right after we get off the butt so i feel like a traditional goodbye is not necessary <laughs> but um selena i appreciate you coming on and dealing with my bullshit it's not dealing with your bullshit i love talking to you and i love talking to you too you're too nice you're too nice to me but and um and it's super easy talking to you obviously i mean i'm very fortunate to have a wife that i can sit and bullshit with and talk about anything and not feel judged or feel like i have to portray anything i can or just like have to try to have a like conversation Mm -hmm. like it just happens like look we talked from everything from fucking portland north korea with two opposite ends here (laughs) but um but yeah, guys. Um, really, the same end of the world, though. Huh? We're like really close to them, if you consider the whole world. Yeah, the world's a small place. It is, but we're like neck and neck. Hey, you know what I mean, Dennis Rodman and Kim Jong Un are friends. Anything can happen. <laughs> if Dennis Rodman can meet Kim Jong Un and they could become good pals, anything is possible. Uh-huh. Remember that, America. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're calling this Rodman Un. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. We should call it like, we should call it Team Team World. No, we'll call it Dennis. This podcast, this episode's gonna be called Dennis Rodman because you're gonna think why you're listening to the whole time wondering why is it called Dennis Rodman and literally don't talk about Dennis Rodman until the end. (laughs) You know my mic smells like that um, scrub that we used. That one does, and they actually because I bought the 
the the mic the mic heads from two different places, mm-hmm. and that entire pack smelled like that. Really, it's but I I, bad. It's I think odd. I bought that dirt like, like perfume the beginning of COVID, mm-hmm. and I think it's disinfected. Like the, it was international. Oh, okay. I yeah. think they had to disinfect it because the whole bag smelled like disinfectant. Oh, I see. Yeah, no, they do that. They spray like this whole thing on it. Yeah, like the whole package was covered in it, even mm-hmm. the box. This one was bought more locally. Like I bought mm-hmm. this one in the store, like in Portland, so it doesn't smell like anything besides the mm-hmm. the foam it's made out of. But that's actually funny because that's the reason why I chose this mic and not that one because I'm tired of sniffing it. <laughs> I'm like sitting there talking and like, yeah. oh, God. <laughs> or I start licking it. I'm like, eh. <laughs> it's distracting. <laughs> like, just like right now, you're just like, right. you're just like sniffing it. You're like, what the hell is up with this? It smells like fucking Ulta. <laughs> it does. <laughs> but I love you and I appreciate you coming on and talking with me and I had a very nice day with you. I love you too. Bye. Oh, Bye. and thank you guys for liking and subscribing to the podcast. Uh, follow us on at the wild weird on Instagram, the wild weird on YouTube. Um, hit the notification, but hit the bell button. So you get notified whenever new episodes come out. We're primarily going to be on audio only. So you can find us on Apple podcast, uh, anchor or Spotify. Um, and shout out to my friend Grant, uh, just released his new first episode of the wall of wax podcast on Spotify. Um, first episode is out right now with, uh, I believe he talked about John Fogarty and the history of Creedence Clearwater revival. It's a very interesting listen. Um, I learned a lot. And uh, I think you guys will really enjoy it as well. So give that a listen. It's on Spotify. First episode out. Um, yeah, if you guys have any suggestions, uh, send us suggestions to the wild weirdness at gmail.com. That's the wild weirdness at gmail.com. And like and subscribe to us on YouTube and Instagram. Or Thank you, you can guys. just DM us on any social media. Yeah, you know, it's a lot more simple to DM people. So you can do that too. You can literally contact me. I don't think me. anyone uses email. Anymore. Do people? That, that's not. That's like I know, but like I have to give all the options. Oh, I'm sure. It's probably yeah. gonna be the. It's gonna be the most. It's honestly the most less used. Nobody ever it's barely good to emails have me. Email though. Yeah. It's good to have an yeah, email. It's good to have it. It's a professional thing, right? Like mm-hmm. if you have a job, you have to have an email. I feel. Mm-hmm. That's where sponsorships will come from. Hey, sponsorships? Uh, yeah, sponsorships. Shout out. If you like what we talk about, right? <laughs> if you like what we talk about. My wife likes stuff, and I like stuff, and we're willing to promote stuff. <laughs> you know, I love coffee. I, I could promote that. Um, I love anything you guys are willing to have me promote. Oh, so, hey, if you're a local Portland business or Vancouver business, we would love to... Yeah, we can have a chat. You know, shout out Joe for coming on. Mm -hmm. You know, like Tove Coffee Bar, best coffee in Portland. I want to promote you guys. So if you guys are a local business, coffee shop, record store, clothing store, anything, feel free to hit me up. I would love to just sit down and have a conversation with you and promote your business, promote anything. Just listen to you talk and us just have a good conversation. Um, So hit me up. Selena, I love you. You look very nice. Oh, thank you. I love you, too. Bye, guys.